Welcome to the Becoming Podcast, a podcast focused on inspiring you with topics of progress and overall growth. We're all becoming something, so let's become better together. My name is Zach Harris, and I'm your host. Well, it is good to have all of you with us today. This is a bonus episode, a bonus episode, and I am grateful that I have the opportunity to share something that means so much to me. We're going to do a podcast called Becoming a Peacemaker, Becoming a Peacemaker in a world that is so divided. uh, We want to be peacemakers. In fact, I just shared a message with our church on a little mini-series we're doing called Bless This Home. Bless This Home. If I were to ask you, do you want your home to be blessed? I think all of us would say, well, yeah, like, of course I want my home to be blessed. I want my home to have the blessings of God. But it's really, really sad because if you think about our homes today, so many homes, instead of being characterized by peace, they're characterized by strife, tension, conflict, all types of stress. And I want to let you understand that there is no perfect home and every home has challenges and every family has dysfunction. Uh, Every family has a crazy person. Uh, How many of you know there's someone in your family that's just a little bit crazy? And if we were being really honest, we could all admit we're all a little bit crazy. As kids, the things you do, you go and fight, you do something, you play, someone gets hurt, they come to you and they're crying. And then once they get a little bit better, what do they do? They say, let's do it again. And they go back and they repeat the same thing that got them hurt. And it's kind of funny because we can all slip into dysfunctional cycles in our relationship. And I don't know what it might be for you. Maybe uh, your mom is always trying to tell you how to raise your kids or your kids are always fighting and you're like, man, I'm thinking things and I'm going to say some things I never thought that I'd say. And you count to three. We decided we're not counting. We we are not going to be the counting uh, parents. Or you might uh, be a teenager and you're so upset sometimes at your parents that you think they're so controlling. And then some of you to this day, you might be an adult and you still haven't forgiven your mom or dad for things that happened to you. And so what I was really trying to help us understand in becoming a peacemaker, becoming a peacemaker, having peace in our homes, it's really important to understand that we're not just a Christian family, but we are a Christ-centered home. And I'm actually going to do another podcast on what it means to become a Christ-centered home, become a Christ-centered home. But one of the things that we did is that we looked at uh, the Sermon on the Mount, which was one of Jesus's most popular sermons, probably his most famous sermon, Sermon on the Mount, the, uh, the Beatitudes. These are attitudes that we are to be, and it's Matthew 5, 1 through 12. But what we did is we focused on verse 9 that says this, Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. And I want you to notice something. It says, blessed are the peacemakers, not the peacekeepers. 
there is a difference. And let me just explain that to you. Peacekeepers, what they, what do they do? They often avoid conflict to keep the peace. They want to get along. They want to have a truce. They want to keep everybody happy. Do we got any peacekeepers out there? You could just say, yes, that's that's me. I, I've been there. I could be a peacekeeper. Don't want to have any conflict. And then what happens? Boom. At some point, there's an explosion. Why? Because there were dozens of unresolved issues that were never brought up, and then there's an explosion. Peacekeepers often avoid conflict to keep the peace, but what do peacemakers do? Peacemakers embrace healthy conflict to make peace. We're going to work on the issues. We're going to work through the issues. We're going to be peacemakers, and we are going to serve and really devote our homes and our lives to the Prince of Peace. In fact, Paul said this in Romans 12. He said, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Live at peace as far as it depends on you, on you and the life that you live. To live at peace with everyone. Blessed are the peacemakers. And there's two words from the original biblical language that's translated as peace. And in the New Testament, there's this Greek word that's irene. Irene. And it's a powerful word. And then there's a Hebrew word that you're probably familiar with and you've heard. It's the word shalom. Shalom. And these amazing words are more than what we even could understand in our English language. The word for peace, shalom. It means more than the absence of bad. I I wish that you don't have hard times. But what is it? It's actually, I wish you the highest good. I wish you the highest good in your home. I wish you the highest good in your life, that you would have peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. It's not just the absence of trouble, but it's seeking the highest good. So what we wanted to do is we want to answer this question, what do peacemakers do? What do peacemakers do? And I wanted to just give you a really quick three things that peacemakers do. And the first is this. Peacemakers tell the truth in love. They tell the truth in love. In fact, Paul even said, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. I want you to notice something. It actually doesn't say yell the truth in love. It says speak the truth in love. You always leave your clothes around. You always leave the toilet seat up. I can't believe you would do this. It doesn't say yell. It says speak the truth in love. I love this quote that truth without love is too hard and love without truth is too soft. I love that. It's so, so true. We, we want to speak the truth in love. We have to have truth, and we have to have love. You have to have both of them. And so I actually was researching on this topic and found some real practical ways on how you can do this. And I, it was really helpful for um, us, and I hope it will be helpful for you. Number one is to tell the truth in love in non-conflict times. Non-conflict times. In other words, if someone's throwing a shoe at you, because they're angry, 
it's probably not the time to bring up another issue. (laughs) You have to find some time to step away and tell the truth and love in a non-conflict time. Give it some time. I'm a fixer. I want to fix it now. I want to fix it immediately. Nicole's more of a processor, needs time. So we, the fixers, need to just shut our mouths. We need to shut our mouths, give it some time, and tell the truth in love or have a conversation in non-conflict times. And the second thing we want to do to tell the truth in love is to confront the issues, not the person. Not the person. As we find a time in a non-conflict time where you can just say, you know, when, when you don't listen to me, I don't feel like you value me. You know, when you raise your voice, I don't feel safe. You know, you, you may not even notice, but when we when we hang out with other friends, you kind of say little things that belittle me, little jabs. Uh, when you check your phone at the table, it makes me feel incredibly devalued. You see, we're speaking the truth in love, but we're confronting the issue and not the person. Instead of attacking and saying, you always do this, and you are this, and you are that. What do we want to do? We want to confront the issue, not the person. So we're going to tell the truth in love. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to apologize when we're wrong. Uh, Peacemakers, what do they do? They apologize when they're wrong. Uh, I love in James 5, it says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. We, we We go to each other And we apologize when we're wrong to find healing in our relationships. And here's what I want to encourage you to do is to admit to a specific action and attitude with no excuses. I shouldn't have raised my voice. Be specific. I should have called and let you know. It's totally insensitive. And I I, I want you to know I want to stand corrected. I shouldn't have done you fill in the specific blank. That's what we're going to do because there's a big difference between remorse and repentance. So many people stop at remorse. You see, remorse is, I'm sorry for the mistake. Repentance is, will you forgive me for my wrongdoing or my sin? So often people stop with remorse. You might have had someone apologize to you and you're like, "Uh, did did they really apologize? And it was more of like, I'm sorry I got caught or I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you got your feelings hurt. I'm sorry you're sad. No, 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 no. That's not an apology. We're going to give specific actions and the attitudes, and we are going to say, I'm sorry, because repentance actually means to turn. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do better. Will you forgive me? And the third thing we're going to do to be a peacemaker is we're going to forgive and let go. We're going to forgive and let go. I'll tell you, one of the things, Nicole and I have been married 13 years, and I will say there's a lot of things we want to work on, but I will say we're actually really good at forgiving one another. We're really good at forgiving and letting go. And I know some of you, as you're listening to this, you've carried a lot of things in your life that have been really, really painful. I I understand that. I'm a pastor. I've heard and experienced with people so many different things of betrayal or suffered abuse, so much hurt. And you ask the question, how can I forgive? And it's so, so powerful to think about the power of forgiveness. And it really is a choice. It doesn't mean tomorrow you're going to be healed. doesn't mean tomorrow you're going to 
all of a sudden uh, just forget everything that ever happened to you and not maybe have to go to counseling and work through the issue, absolutely you will have to do that. And I would encourage you to do that, to find healing. But when we think about forgiveness, it really is such a freeing thing for our spirits. In fact, uh, Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And when I think about what I deserve, when I think about my sin, when I think about the things I've done wrong, and I think about what I deserve, which according to Scripture, according to my beliefs, I deserve death. I deserve separation from God. But God loved me so much that in His mercy, He did not give me what my sins deserved, but he gave me his grace. He gave me a free gift. He died on the cross for my sins, for your sins, so that anyone who calls on the name of Jesus would be saved. And I'll tell you, that that gives me something to celebrate. That gives me something to be thankful for. And so when it says, forgive as the Lord forgave you, God forgave us freely when we called on him. And so what do we want to do as peacemakers? We want to forgive as the Lord has forgiven us. He has forgiven us. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Live at peace with everyone. And it's kind of fun to think about, but we just had our uh, second little precious baby, baby Noel, and she's... um, about 10 weeks old, and it's funny when you have a kid, everyone will comment and be like, she looks like you, or she looks like Nicole, or she she looks like you, and everyone likes to comment about what they look like, which is very normal, and I always laugh because I'm like, yeah, she does look like me, or yeah, he does look at me, he's my kid, <laughs> he, he he's supposed to look like me, and, and so I have a question for you. It says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. We are God's children. And the question I have is, do you look like him? Do you look like him? Is the way you live your life, are you a peacemaker? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. You and I are called to look like our Father in his image. And I'll tell you this, you never look more like God than when you forgive and make peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. So a couple questions to consider, to think about right now is what of those three peacemaker qualities do you need to take a next step in? Maybe you need to have a conversation and tell the truth and love in a non-conflict time and confront the issue and not the person. Tell the truth and love. Maybe there's something that you need to apologize for to have the conversation, to be specific and ask for forgiveness or even to just be mindful of the times when you are wrong and you can apologize when you are wrong and to not be remorseful, but be repentant? Or is there maybe something in your life right now where you need to forgive and let go? You need to forgive and let go. And there's power in forgiveness. And I would just encourage you to think through those things and ask yourself, how can I 
be a peacemaker. How can I be a peacemaker? I hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast uh, today on becoming a peacemaker. It is so incredibly impactful when you share this content. Maybe you can post on social media, help us share what we put on. It really, really makes a difference. I pray that it's really, really impacted so many families and lives. We want all of our lives and our homes to be blessed. And so I want to encourage you, you have what it takes to become a peacemaker. And in the words of George Eliot, it's never too late to be what you might have been. So let's declare, I am becoming. We'll see you next time.